Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, where the three of us sisters go matchup by matchup to help you set your lineup. This is round two, my friends. Hopefully you catch the first part of the show. Um, We had some technical difficulties, but we're making it through, you guys. We're going to have a great time. Make sure to check (laughs) us out at HerFantasyFootball.com. Hit us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. You can also check us out on ESPNW and on Facebook backslash her fantasy football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Woo-hoo. We left off at the Indianapolis Colts, eight and four, at the Cleveland Browns, seven and five. Play if you got them. Cleveland Browns defense is not bad. I just want to throw that out there. No, they're not bad. But not bad. They're not bad. But they're not going to stop Mr. Luck. I'm just telling you that right now. Last week, he had 370 yards and five touchdowns. One interception, but who cares? The Cleveland gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but so what? It's Andrew Luck, people. He's the man. Can I just say how insulting this week has been with Manziel, right? And people are like, well, I mean, Andrew Luck came in as a rookie and did great. And I'm like, let's be clear. Yeah. Manziel (laughs) is not... Andrew Luck. Yeah. No. I, I don't know how to make that any more clear. But Luck is going to be one of the great quarterbacks of all time. That's Correct. not Menzel. Right. That's not Menzel. I was just like, are you serious? Art. Right. People lose all sense of reality when they discuss Johnny Menzel. They it's do. Crazy. They just, it's, it's, they put on their crazy cap and they have something to say and, and you cannot reason with them. They Tim refuse Tebow. to be reasoned with. Tebow's the only realistic comparison, and look how that ended. Do you want mm-hmm. Manziel to get Tebowed? No. Let him sit yes. on the bench. Well, yes. maybe you do. Yes, maybe you do, do want him to get Tebowed. It's, it's, it's possible. But I'm just, I was just like, <laughs> I wonder how insulted Andrew Luck is. But like, well, yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck did it. Oh, goodness. Andrew Luck is so smart that he could care less. He's like, please. True. Yeah. Please. Yeah, I'm he's winning at life. Yeah, he's winning. Yeah. Neck beard no. or not, he is winning. Oh, he rocks that neck beard. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. He's fabulous. You know who else is winning? It's T.Y. Hilton. You're starting him. We yep. have him ranked number 10, and he's obviously a must start. Kobe Fleener. Woo! What a game last week. 24 fantasy points and two drops. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Huge drops. Huge. That one drop, I was like, <gasps> I literally did that. Oh Epic. my gosh. If he didn't finish the game with 24 fantasy points, I'm pretty sure that's all anybody would be able to talk about. But of course it he is. did well. He did well. Allen might be coming back this week, so that's going to affect Fleener's production. But I have a feeling Allen's going to be more of the blocker while Fleener is out catching the ball. So um, I think he's still a must start. I'm not angry about him. I would start both of them ahead of 90% of the tight ends in the National Football League. Absolutely. I have Dwayne Allen in gut gut calls simply just because he is listed as questionable. Um, He did return to practice on Wednesday, um, but that's the only reason why he's down there, you guys. He is, if he starts, you're starting him. Dwayne Allen has been very solid this year when he's healthy. But you know what's Um, so interesting is that the Browns haven't given up a touchdown to a tight end since week three. Whatever. 
<laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be a yardage game. That's gonna be the name of the game is yardage. Yeah, but still, once again, tight ends are tight terrible. Ends. Slim pickings. They're so bad. Slim pickings. I mean, we so haven't done. Our... Go ahead. No, we haven't done like a, a recap really of the year, um, and we we don't have time to do that. But what I will say is, I I've picked themes of the year. One is that tight ends are terrible, just terrible. Two is. Bill Belichick hates you and your fantasy team. And to me, they're kind of interconnected. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible position. It's true. I will get back to the Indianapolis Colts, though, here. Uh, (laughs) Daniel Aaron. Uh, He had another fumble last week. Yeah. But he found the end zone and had 88 yards of eight attempts. So, I mean, he's better than Trent Richardson, you guys. I know, but they keep saying they want to. They keep want to give Trent opportunities. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, he only had eight attempts and had eighty-eight yards, so I'm not upset about that. Both of these guys would be out of the NFL if they were on Tom Coughlin's team. They should be lucky, <laughs> thankful the that they Aaron, are. So cold. I think as long as the coach is speaking highly of him, you're still going to play him regardless of his fumbles. I mean, Fleener can drop balls, and they're still going to throw it to him. True. You know. I, I, I'm going to say something weird. I don't understand how the Indianapolis Colts are so dominant. I mean, obviously, Andrew Luck. But there are a lot of teams with – not a lot of teams. Let me take that back. There are good quarterbacks that don't always dominate in the way that Andrew Luck's Colts are doing. I mean, when you look at the other players, other than T.Y. Hilton and Dwayne Allen, frankly, but Dwayne Allen gets hurt all the time, I, I, it's surprising, right? It ha- it, it's surprising. No? Well, Bradshaw was legit. When he played and, you know, That's Reggie true. Wayne, you know, he's he's a threat regardless of he's not a fantasy threat, but he is a threat to defenses. So they spend time covering him, too. Um, so, that you know, and then you throw Kobe Fleener in there and whoever else is the second back when Bradshaw, you know, was in. I mean, there's a quite quite a few people to spread the ball around. So and Andrew Lux, just his brain works magic. Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Um, also in gut calls, Dante Moncrief, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he had an amazing game with 134 yards and two touchdowns off of three receptions last week. Playmaker. Yep. Um, you know, and I'm guessing Hayden is going to be covering T.Y. Hilton, and we all saw what he did with Sammy Watkins. So... Moncrief could have another good game, you guys. Just throwing it out there. Colts defense. Uh, I'm going to put them in gut calls as well. And nobody's on the bench except Trent Richardson. Even Trent in deep leagues is a start. So there you go. Well, the opposite of what I said about Andrew Luck is kind of how I feel about the um, Cleveland Browns. They keep winning games, but the quarterback situation is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and it's not necessarily that Brian Hoyer is bad. He really, he really isn't. And, and t- to be fair... I mean, I can't believe that he has taken this ragtag team with no Josh Gordon, no Jordan Cameron, no Pro Bowl center, and a haphazard running game to 7-5. and five. Okay? Is he great? No. But if you're asking me if I'm surprised that borderline coach of the year, Mark Pe- Mike Pettin. Yes, I adore that's right. Him. I said I... that. Borderline coach of the year for what he's doing with this talent. I'm not did surprised you, he Did you hear Hoyer. Hoyer say in the locker room when he was kind of making his plea for why he should start? He said something like along the lines, again, don't quote me, but it was something like, you don't luck yourself into a seven and five record. 
Like a corporate year. I completely agree. Coach Pettin has always been behind him all year. He was super honest about it in the preseason. The media kept pushing him. So, And I know that management's probably pushing him too. So he's like, well, okay, we'll give Johnny some snaps. But it is what it is, you guys. And 7-5 and five is proof. I agree. And is he great on film or in stats? No. But he is leading the team. And that's what they need right now. Yep. That's what they need. So... If you're asking me if you should keep Johnny Football on your bench, the answer is I would not do it. And if you are going to leave a rookie quarterback who hasn't played all year to your fantasy football championship, I don't know why you're listening to this show. Yeah, I'd read your notes for the ESPN article we did, Brandon. And, you know, it's so true. It's like that's a roster spot that you're wasting because you're not going to play Manziel, period. If this happened week seven, I'd have a different opinion. Sure, but not when you're in the sure. playoffs and possible championship. You'd be crazy. 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 Unless you were projected to lose and you had some random other subpar quarterback. And you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm hoping for a boom. Yeah, but you probably exactly. aren't. But you probably aren't in the championship game if you have that situation going. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm really surprised about the amount of people that have asked, like, should I keep him just in case? Uh, why? It's not week seven. It's week 14. Right. Yeah. So we're moving on. There's no just and, in cases at this point. And you know what? I was, ho- I was looking forward to a year where I didn't have to bring him up in this show. I lost. And we all lost. <laughs> we all lost. <laughs> so anyway, about that, Fan- Hoyer's a you know not good fantasy quarterback. So you still don't play him. That's fine. He's in the game manager category, and it is what it is. But on that note, I would start Isaiah Crowell. He had a tough matchup last week against the Bills, um, and he was bad. He carried the ball seventeen times for twenty nine yards. He caught one target or uh, one of his two targets for 15 yards. The Colts give up the fifth most points, though, to running backs. So it's the complete opposite of the Bills. So look for a nice game from him. I know you were hurt, but you should enjoy this week. Um, don't start Terrence West, though. I know that he carried the ball seven times with 32 yards and seemingly has more yards per carry. Correct. Um, but he's just not getting the snaps. So I, I wouldn't trust him this week. Josh Gordon wasn't on his game last week. He kept running the wrong routes, which was part of the Brian Hoyer problem, frankly, and everyone knows it. So um, hopefully he gets it together. He did catch seven of his 13 targets for 75 yards. Andrew Hawkins also dropped off only two catches for 24 yards, but the game was so bizarre. It was a bizarre game last was, week. So it was. I don't think Just, it's any coincidence that Hoyer's performance has kind of dropped off a little bit with Gordon coming back. Not to say that's a bad thing, but when someone comes into something, it, it messes the chemistry up a bit. And it takes a second to find it. And let's not forget that Gordon's been out for essentially a whole season. And it takes a little time to get back in your groove, people. Like, relax. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you. The wide receiver matchup is not great. They give up the sixth fewest points to wide receivers. But I do think that they're both going to bounce back a little bit. I feel like they're going to have a more balanced attack. And I think that is what it's all about. And they need to win this game to still have a push for the playoffs. And then there's a distinct possibility that Cleveland will make it to the red zone but not convert. So perhaps, check the weather, but Billy Cundiff, their kicker, might get a lot of work. So there's my little tip of the week. Nice. I like that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-10, and ten, and Detroit Lions, 8-4. and four. Game of the week. The Bucks. <laughs> the Bucks. 
Uh, I have downgraded everybody, guys. I don't have a single play if you got him this week for the Buccaneers. I know. Great. It's weird because Mike Evans has been really rolling pretty high for me. But I have in my gut calls. <sighs> Evans had a disappointing week with only 49 yards. My main concern this week is that he won't bounce back as the Lions give up the third fewest points to receivers. This isn't necessarily a Mike Evans problem. It's purely just a matchup issue here for me. I mean, the the Lions are really good. They're just really good. So you're probably more than likely going to have to play him, you know, depending on who else you've got. But I just want to temper your expectations on Evans a bit here. Now, my bench, Josh McCown. No, no, no. 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 McCown got chewed up and spat out last week, throwing for less than 200 yards. Not a single touchdown and one interception. The oh Lions... Gosh, she had the same points as Tony Romo. It was brutal. It was awful. You know, and the Lions have an excellent defense to give up the six fewest points. So this week does not bode well for Joshy Boy. Don't even remotely think about it. Tampa Bay Buccaneer running backs. Per usual, we are telling you to stay away from this running back committee. Martin came back, and he did get the bulk of the workload with 18 carries for 58 yards. But for people out there that were nervous with the whole Charles Sims, Rainey situation, I mean, they had a couple touches, but Martin is the man now that he is back. But he didn't do much with it other than, I mean, he did get a touchdown, but it was he hasn't had a touchdown in I don't even know how long. So don't hop on this train. Just don't even do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, that's it for the Bucks. We're going to move on to the Lions. So, playing if you got him, Joey Bell, he had a fantastic game. Lions defense. They, the Lions are not only the fifth highest scoring defense of the year, but they have a fantastic matchup here. The Bucks give up the third most points to opposing defenses, so it should be another really great week for the Lions D. Hop on that train if you can. Calvin Johnson, come on now. He's Megatron. You were playing him. The fact that he was the second highest scoring receiver last week with 11 catches for 146 yards and two touchdowns should certainly restore your faith in him again. Gut call, Matthew Stafford. I've actually bumped him up from my bench into a gut call section. This is big for me. It's huge. I know, I know. But Stafford had his best week since week four, and this barely landed him in the top 10 quarterbacks for the week. He threw for 390 yards. He had two touchdowns, one fumble. And the Buccaneers are no slouches when it comes to defending quarterbacks. I do want to make that pretty clear. They've actually given up the eighth fewest points since week eight. If you've hunt on to Stafford this long, please don't throw your playoffs away by starting him thinking, well, it's the Bucks. But if you're in a, maybe a sticky situation where you've got a different kind of quarterback, it's I get it if you're thinking about it just because Megatron's been playing well. But I do want to point out again, I know you're thinking it's the Bucks, but they literally are no slouches when it comes to defending quarterbacks golden tate you are playing this guy depending on if you are in a you know three wide receiver league or not if you are you're for sure playing if you're in a two wide receiver league probably not megatron is back and stafford seems to be targeting him uh trying to get back on track that's his comfort zone is megatron it's kind of left tate a little bit out to dry a little bit so think about it and then reggie bush bush has been hurt and bell is a man in town enough said you're not playing him you're not even thinking about it Dunzo. Although, did you see somebody on Twitter, on Twitter asked us, Sankey or Bush? And, like, it literally broke my heart. I'm like, why? Why is oh, this the situation you're in? <laughs> I did say that. Uh, I love it. It's crazy. 
Houston Texans six and six at Jacksonville Jaguars. More improved two and ten. Good for them. Yep, yep. Well, guys, Fitzy, did he ever have a comeback game? Yeah, he did. Woo! Ryan, Star- who? <laughs> the stars were like aligned for him to come back. He was benched for two weeks, playing against his former team, and he destroyed them. Like, absolutely destroyed them. He looked pretty good awesome. while doing it as well. He had no turnovers. He threw six touchdowns. Six. Good. You heard me correctly. Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> threw six touchdowns and over 350 okay. yards. The Jaguars give up even more touchdowns than the Titans do, so Fitzpatrick could have another solid week. I'm not talking, you know, top quarterback of the league kind of week like last week, but he still could be an interesting play. Over 15 points. I'd say over 15, yeah. Okay. Houston Texans defense, they're a must-start as well. It is not just J.J. Watt, guys. He's a beast, but this whole team is solid. That whole defensive core is good. They're the sixth highest scoring defense on the season, and they'll be playing a team that give up the most points to opposing defenses, the absolute most. So they're going to have a field day. Get it on that if you can. Arian Foster, welcome back, buddy. You gave us the double-digit performance we were expecting. You know you're playing him. You're not benching Arian Foster. Awesome. And, De- and DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins awesome. doubt is out there. We're silenced this week. That's for sure. Yeah. My goodness. He had the best performance of any wide receiver in the league. And it doesn't get much better than nine catches for 238 yards and two touchdowns. Boom. That's awesome. Hopkins just, like, dropped it on them. Uh, this week should be another great week as the Jaguars' secondary is kind of in the middle of the road. So he should be fine. My gut calls is Andre Johnson. You know, heck, even Andre Johnson had a good week and scored a touchdown. It's kind of hard if Fitzy's <laughs> throwing six touchdowns. But Andre got in on the mix. And again, with a weak secondary, Johnson's a possibility if you need someone for a wide receiver three roll or a low-end flex. Bench, none. I'm feeling good about the, the Texans this week against the Jags. Feeling good. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, um, the Jags, I have great news. Blake Bortles <laughs> went an entire game without an interception. Hey. First time all season. Party like a rock star. Blakey Party Blake. Party like a rock star. Uh huh, and uh, you know the Giants are easy and the Texans are not, so I don't expect a repeat. But congratulations, <laughs> it's really exciting. Um, on that note, it looks like my preseason favorite is finally healthy, and the favorite target of Bortles right now, it's Marquise Lee. He caught six of his eight targets for seventy-five yards and a touchdown. Now, if you're desperate, and like I've been saying, like this whole time part one, part two, if you're in the playoffs, I don't know how desperate you really are, but just in case, Marquise Lee can be a flyer, and he can be a flyer in daily formats, too, if you're needing someone cheap, Um, especially considering Houston is tied to give up the absolute most points to wide receivers. That means that maybe Cecil Shorts is relevant, but I have no confidence in that. I have a bit more confidence in Marquise Lee, but someone's going to have to catch some passes. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Someone's got to. Got to. And who might be catching those passes is Denard Robinson. Now, he had another tough game. He actually wasn't that bad, but he just wasn't used. He only carried the ball 11 times for 44 yards. He caught three of his four targets for 10 yards. Mostly his lack of use was because the Jaguars scored two defensive touchdowns, and Bortles could throw accurately and wasn't turning the ball over, so they just kept, kept with it. 
Um, Houston's middle of the road against running backs. Uh, but as I said, they're pretty easy against wide receivers. And I feel like, you know, Denard Robinson, well, you know, in a lot of leagues, he's a wide receiver and a running back. So I think that's a good mojo. Yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville defense has improved drastically since week three and hasn't been in the negative numbers um, since then in week three, which I know sounds crazy, but a lot of teams keep getting negative numbers. So yeah, since their week 11 bye, they've had at least four sacks and three fumble recoveries in both games. So I know it's only two games, but that's a lot of points. So um, this is all about like, if you think Fitzpatrick's going to regress or if you think he's going to continue doing well. So you're kind of gambling, but I don't think they're a heinous play. Okay. I agree with that. I like the yeah. Jags defense. I like them. Let's do it. It's going to be a good game, I have a feeling. I like that. Buffalo Bills, 7-5 and five at the Denver Broncos, 9-3. and three. I'm nervous well, for this game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you should be. And listen, the Bills have a great defense, but once again, your number one rule, you don't start a defense against the Broncos, especially at home. Just pull nope. up. Don't do it. Fred Jackson has the most fantasy points on the team last week versus Cleveland. Um, it was just an okay game, though. He carried the ball 21 times for 70 yards. He caught three passes for 27 yards. They just can't get in the end zone. And the Broncos give up the fifth fewest points to running backs. So I'm a little concerned, frankly. And once again, I'm begging you not to start any other running back from this team. It's such a waste of your time. Just don't do it. Every week I get asked about it, and every week it's useless. So um, no one else can be trusted. We told you Sammy Watkins would be bad, and he was. He caught three balls for 11 yards. I don't know in what world that's a starter, so don't start <laughs> Robert Woods caught four passes for 71 yards. Once again, that's not really going to win your championship. And Denver gives up the 11th fewest points to wide receivers. Their defense is really getting pretty interesting. However, Akeem Tlaib is still injured, so... Um, there's a possibility here, but really Robert Woods is kind of the more consistent wide receiver. So if you're looking for kind of low-end points, he would be probably my bet on this one because I think they're going to double-team Sammy Watkins. I don't know why they wouldn't. And you should check for Dan Carpenter in your leagues because he's had three double-digit games in a row and seven on the season. It's nice kicking at mile high, and they will need him. Touche. Touche. Broncos. Play them if you got them. There's a lot of play them if you got them. I talk about every week. So we we throw <laughs> a few little things out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, CJ Anderson. Last week he had 32 wow. touches, which is an insane amount of touches. But 32 touches for 168 yards. Scored you 23 points. He's just been on fire. I think you should temper your expectations a little bit this week. He's not going to be rushing for 168 yards against the Bills. The Bills have a good D. They give up the second fewest points to running backs. I think yeah. he could still have a good game. That's why he's my, you know, he's still going to double digit points. He's still a must start, but don't be looking for 168 yards is what I'm saying here. Demarius Thomas, he had th- uh, 63 yards and one touchdown. He had 12 points. He did get held out of practice today. He's got a bruised foot. John Fox is downplaying it saying it's just a bruise, no big deal. Um, Keep your on. I'm sure it's totally fine. But it may up Emmanuel Sanders' stock if that is the case, who is also a must-start. Uh, he had 73 yards off six catches. I, I mean, these, these two guys are two top five receivers on the same team. You're obviously playing both <laughs> every week. No excuses. So they're great. My gut calls. I have Peyton Manning as a gut call this week. 
Well. And I know that sounds crazy. And perhaps I've taken crazy pills. But thinking twice about starring Peyton Manning might be smart. He threw for less than 200 yards last game and is only averaging 218 yards the past two games. And the Bills' defense is no joke, and they give up the fifth fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. Realistically, you're starting Peyton Manning because you drafted him high, and there's no way that you have a better quarterback. There just isn't. But yeah, there just isn't. But I'm just saying it's fair to think <laughs> twice about it. This is not the best matchup for him, and he's kind of in, a, I don't want to say a slump, but maybe a Peyton Manning slump to Peyton Manning standards. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh! But, Should we take away the Broncos from Ashley? Yeah. Who would you start over Peyton Manning this week? At home. At home, Peyton Manning. I know the Bills are tough, but they're at home. Who would you start over him? Aaron Rodgers. I could be Rodgers. Okay. Tom Brady. What? I would. I would. Wow. Okay. Who else? Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to humor you with that. I'm not the even gonna... going downhill fast. No, I'm just saying it's fair to think twice about it is all I'm saying. I, I, you realistically played him, but I guess I should probably more so say temper your expectation because the Bills D is legit and he is in a Peyton Manning slump. Granted, a Peyton Manning slump is still better than 85% of the quarterbacks in the league. I'm just saying temper your expectation. Don't think he's going to carry your game, your, you know, your matchup for you this week. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm over you. I'm over <laughs> uh, you in every kind of way. Gut calls, Denver Broncos defense. <laughs> I have a feeling this is, going, this is going to be a defensive showdown. <laughs> the Bills are middle of the pack offense, and Kyle Orange should be good for at least one turnover, right? Right? Yes. I think so. I'm sorry. We've, we've blacked out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that he's not on his game right now. He's still okay. better than most. He just thought. If you're game. new to her fantasy football, <laughs> um, don't judge us for the last five minutes. I said you're starting him. It's just a moment of pause is okay. That's all I'm saying. You're benched. Okay. Are you done? You're, no, I've got, I'm talk, I need to talk about Mr. Julius Thomas. Okay. Okay. Well, we're starting him too because tight ends are terrible. Tight ends are terrible, but he was limited in practice on Wednesday, and the team is still unsure as to whether or not he will play for sure. That's the reason he's in the gut call section. If he does play, obviously you are playing him. Um, if he's a go, but it's, it wouldn't hurt you if you say are a Manziel owner to drop Manziel and look for a tight end backup. If you own Julius Thomas instead, in case he doesn't go bench West Welker, he only had one catch for 12 yards. I just don't even know what to say about him anymore. I've said it all. And I've said to bench him. Same goes this week. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, make sure you edit that part <laughs> out. Kansas city Chiefs seven and five, the Arizona Cardinals oh. nine and three. So we're benching Jamal Charles. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. You know what? Peyton is going to like seven points, and Ashley's going to look like a genius. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And, Fitz, and Fitzpatrick's going to get like another 22 up. points. He's going to He's going to pull up Ben Roethlisberger and do mm-hmm. it two in a row. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This year's been crazy, though. I it has been crazy. The Bills are legit. Okay. All right. So play if you got him, Jamal Charles. <laughs> Last week was brutal for Charles, um, but that's pretty unusual. And it's even more unusual for him to have two bad weeks in a row. So starting with confidence, even though he is playing the Cardinals, who are a great defense. <sighs> Travis Kelsey, 
Kelsey owners were pissed last week when Fasado got the touchdown, and rightfully so. You know, Kelsey has been pretty hot and cold, so I get why you're nervous about playing him. The problem is that tight ends are they're all hot and cold this year. The Cardinals give up the seventh most points to tight ends, so you will need to hope that Alex Smith throws the ball to the tight end on the team that fantasy players actually own, since no one owns Fasano. None. I actually do own Fasano in a league, which I know sounds crazy, but um, because it's one of those deep, 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 deep leagues. But I actually wonder if Fasano's going to get more playing time because of Kelsey's, shall I say, pleasuring himself move that he made to the ref on hilarious. that bad hilarious. call. Hilarious. <laughs> I don't... I, I mean, don't Andy, Andy Reid is a man of morals, for sure. I don't think he... I did not think that he thought that was cool, and he's been delaying playing Kelsey the way that everyone wants him to for a long time. Do you think there's, like, a personal issue there? Legitimate maybe, question. Do you think that's what it problem. is? I don't think there is a personal... I mean, Andy Reid's not the kind of guy that, like, holds grudges or has personal issues with players, per se. I think... I mean, I mean, it takes me to my bench because I said everyone else on the bench, especially the wide receivers, is about to go on a rant that I cannot believe that they have not caught a touchdown. No, that's crazy. How has not a single receiver on an NFL team caught a touchdown this season? Like, it baffles my mind. I think the problem with Kelsey is that, I mean, they know that he's really the only option to throw to, really, you know, a little bit Dwayne Bowe, so that he's covered a lot. And then Jamal Charles does all the dirty work. Especially in the red zone. Now, yeah. it, well, what might make sense is actually if they started to do a couple two tight end packages to try to open up Kelsey or Fasano, depending on what the situation is, mm-hmm. instead of running, you know, primarily just a one tight end set. I'm just surprised at what a fantasy wasteland Kansas City's become. It is a wasteland. Like, literally, that's my entire write up for them is uh, Charles, Kelsey, and Bust. <laughs> And Kelsey's Kansas not. Kansas City's defense, I think, is going to have a good game. Yeah. There's potential yeah. for a good game, but I don't no. know. I the just... Cardinals' run is over. It's done. So I am, I am going for, the, for both defenses in this matchup. I think Kansas City's defense and the Arizona Cardinals are must-starts this week. I don't see many fantasy points coming out of this matchup. Um, Andre Ellington is questionable, guys. He's going to be a game-time decision with a severe, as the coach said, hip pointer. Um, That's not good news. It's not good news at all. So who's the man, Brandon? Who's the man? Grice. Grice. Marion Grice, guys, is the backup running back for uh, the Cardinals at this point. He might share the ball a bit. Um, but I think he's going to be the one leading the pack out of him, Taylor, and Bush. Um, so we'll see. But either way, Kansas City gives up the 11th fewest points to running backs. So it's not my best matchup regardless. And that's kind of how I feel about the Arizona Cardinals in general. Ever since Drew Stanton has become the quarterback mm. this time around, um, just they haven't been the fantasy uh, love team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Stanton had five interceptions in the last three weeks. Um, you know, Fitzgerald uh, might be back this week, week, which is great for Arizona. I still would not play him. Um, I would still bench him this week. 
Um, John Brown, you know, they give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers too. So, and we all saw last week, Jaron Brown and Ted Jin Jr. got the majority of the, of the, um, yards. So I don't, I mean, it's not, it's not my favorite team at this point in the season. I'm sorry. It stinks. Um, and John Carlson, he's the tight end. Um, I always say his name cause it's fun. I don't know why. We actually have him ranked at 40, and I can't even believe we ranked 40 tight ends. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but this is going to be a very defensive game. I'm not loving the fantasy points out of this one. Maybe we should you make a see, stand I'm... one year and just rank five tight ends and say the rest of you guys are screwed. Yeah. You guys, here's the problem. I'm, I'm going to be entirely <laughs> frank. I, I truly believe, I would say at least 11, maybe from seven down, they're all the same. Yeah. Like, like, literally, I was like, I actually believe that John Brown is just as likely to score a touchdown as Jordan Cameron, who probably isn't even playing. The thing is, you have to rank all these people that are questionable, right? Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's insane. I, the tight end position is the worst position to rank, because at least other people actually get points. It's crazy. It's true. Well, I know we'll, we'll, we'll hop into one of your other favorite teams to cover, the Seattle Seahawks, 8-4, and four, the Philadelphia Eagles, 9-3. and three. All right, you guys. So I am actually very excited about this game. Why? Because this, this, uh, the Eagles, hello, give up a ton of fantasy points to all sorts of positions. But no one on Seattle scores fantasy points except for Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch. And then Seattle gives up very few fantasy points, but everyone in Philadelphia is sloppy with fantasy points. Who is going to win out? It's a little stressful, actually. It's a little stressful. Okay, nice. Here's the good news. Seattle is on the road, okay? So they have to go to the East Coast. You know, that's tough on the West Coast teams. And um, I, I, I just think Philadelphia has a good vibe. Yeah, I agree with you, Ashley. They've got, they got a great so, vibe. And they also don't do creepy whispering commercials like Russell Wilson does. He does. Ooh, it's so weird. <laughs> right? What's the it deal with the whisper? so weird. <laughs> My husband, like, cannot stand it. It, like, irks him every It drives time. me crazy. Because it's, yeah. it's, like, weird. I try to... It's almost, like, sexy whisper, but it's not sexy. It's creepy, you know? No. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I still think the worst commercial is that terrible football family that everyone's a fan of every other team in the world. I love you're offended by that commercial, but you're not offended by creepy whisper commercial. Well, because how bad of a fan are you? Like, I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> someone has to stop this family. They're out of yeah. control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't even understand the commercial. It's like, we became a this family and a this family and a this family. And I'm like, yo, no. Maybe uh-uh. we should send uh, Russell Wilson over and he can whisper them all the wonders of the Seahawks and one of the kiddos can be a Seahawks fan. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure one of them is a Seahawks fan. Probably. I probably. mean, they have no loyalty whatsoever. Unbelievable family. Anyway, commercials. Um, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. So I'm on a kicker roll tonight. So I'm going to talk about Steven Hauschka. He has only scored less than eight points once this entire season. I want you to ask yourself, out of all the players on your roster, how many of them have not scored less than eight points all season? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> Seriously, I, I mean, I know that kickers are a little inconsistent, but they're not inconsistent. There are Steven Hauschka, Goskowski, Dan Bailey. These guys are consistent. Stop yeah. acting like they are not. It's, it's irrational and mathematically not true. 
Anyway, <laughs> just I, it's like irks me. Um, so Seattle's defense is very up and down. I would say defenses is is a different thing for me, but um, I would not start them against Chip Kelly on the road. I know they've improved, but that's just asking for trouble. Just don't do it. Now you're saying, but Mark Sanchez could implode and do the butt fumble. Yeah, sure, sure, that's true, but I wouldn't count on it. Just, just don't. Um, you always start Russell Wilson. I don't know how many times I need to tell people this and how many times I'm going to get sit start questions. Someone gave him up in one of my leagues. Wow. I've put everything I have into getting him because I have Philip Rivers. Now, I'm killing it in this league, so I barely need it, but I, that's insane. Although I have been Roethlisberger, and I played him over Russell, and that was a good choice last week. All right, all yes. right. By what, two points? No, by ten. Ten. Mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to Ben Roethlisberger, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. That just was like very mm-hmm. evident. I was like, no, I literally black him out. Um, so anyway, I yeah, Seattle gives up the fourth most points to quarterbacks, so he's definitely someone that you do. And once, just once, I would like to not talk about Marshawn Lynch drama. Just once. I love him as a player, but it just keeps happening. Ian Rappaport reported earlier this week that Lynch considered retiring after the Super Bowl over the offseason, and now he's considering retiring this year. Listen, I don't want to hear that. I want to know that you're coming out on Sunday and doing your best to beat whatever team you're going up against. Why are we talking about retirement? But you start him. You just start him. San Francisco's tough against the run, and Lynch still rushed 20 times for 104 yards. Yes, Robert Turbin stole some touches, but... You can't complain about that. Um, this week should be a breeze. So uh, I'm not buying the Robert Turbin thing, just to let you know. Not at all. He had a receiving touchdown, but only six total touches. I can't tell you to start someone who gets six touches an entire game. And then uh, no one else, per usual. So that's it. However, I will say Tony Moyaki is getting some buzz, uh, but he only caught one of his two targets for 63 yards. So don't get crazy. Don't just look at the number of yards. Look at the number of catches. Eagles, um, ole, 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 Sanchez, Sanchez. Oh, I missed him playing for the Jets when I used to go to those games. It was so good. Um, so he had less yards on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys than his usual with the um, Philadelphia Eagles, but he didn't throw an interception or lose a fumble, and it was the two-year anniversary of the famous hey. butt fumble. Yep. So I felt great for him. Congratulations. You got to rinse that off. He had 217 passing yards, a touchdown, and 28 yards rushing, and another rushing touchdown. So congratulations, Sanchez starters. That was awesome. Seattle's a tough matchup, so he's going to be in the gut call category, but he's like a gut call bonus for me because I'm cheering for him. McCoy doesn't seem to be going anywhere. He scored in three of his last four outings. He did lose a fumble, but he rushed for over 100 yards for back-to-back games. So it's a tough matchup. They give up 10th fewest points uh, to running backs, but I think you can ride this wave. I mean, you're not going to sit McCoy during your playoffs, especially since Seattle's on the road. Again, if they were in Seattle, I'd have a different piece of advice, but on the road, I'm okay with it. And then Seattle gives up the absolute fewest points to wide receivers. So the Macklin-Matthews thing. Macklin did catch eight of his 10 targets for 108 yards last week. He's been a little inconsistent, but it's hard to sit him, but that defense, uh, uh, uh. Um, And then also Jordan Matthews, he still prefers him. Another 51 yards plus a touchdown on Thanksgiving. Um, Man, I don't know. 
So I, they're still in the gut calls just because of the defense, but I think you have to play them. It's just one of those things. And then you always start Cody Parkey. Again, kickers are people, and these guys are so good. These are the two best kickers in the league. I know that sounds crazy. No one pays attention to them, but genuinely, they're going to lean on them. And then, um, I don't know, I think you might always have to start the Philadelphia defense. Two of defense. the best. Parkey's the best, but Hauschka's not second. Do you think Parkey's the best? He has more fantasy points than any other kicker. No, I agree. I agree, but don't you think Goskowski's still... Goskowski's still the best, and I think Vinatieri yeah. is still second best. But yeah. Parkey has made a name for himself this Parkey year. Parkey has made a name for himself. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I have him on three of my teams, and I'm loving it. Um, and then also in three of my teams, Philadelphia's defense. So I know that Seattle does not – they give up um, very few points to defenses. But they have scored 10 touchdowns in 12 games. That is amazing. They have the second highest sack total, too. And Russell Wilson kind of stays back there a little bit. So – I yeah, know. I ranked them super high this week. I think they're going to have a good game. They're at home. I like it. I like it. I'm into it, Brandon. Good stuff. We got the San Francisco 49ers, the Oakland Raiders. Right? This will be really quick. Let me list the top five fantasy scorers from the 49ers against the Seahawks on Thanksgiving. You're welcome. Number one, Carlos Hyde with 5.7 points. Number two, Frank Gore, 3.6 points. Number three, Stevie Johnson with 2.8 points. Number four, Colin Kaepernick, 2.54, and Quan Bolden, 1.8. So <laughs> if you're asking me if there's a must start on this team, the answer is absolutely not. No. I, 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 okay. No. But here's the problem. And once again, we're back to this. The Raiders give up a ton of points to all the positions except for wide receivers. So... Yeah, okay, you're going to be tempted, especially Frank Gore and maybe Carlos Hyde because they give up the most points to running backs, the absolute most points. But, man, it's tough. I don't, it's I tough. don't know. I, I literally am telling you only if you are in a very desperate, someone got hurt, I don't know what to do, and my waiver wire is empty, can you start anyone? And I stand by that, except for their defense. Hello against the Raiders, Francisco. <laughs> so I so I take it back. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's it. That's my whole analysis. I can't. I can't. I can't analyze the team. They're that bad. They're that bad. They really they are, are offensively. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're we're, we're telling you to bench everybody against the Raiders. Who says that? We do. <laughs> that's true. And I and I think other people feel the same way. Raiders, Brandon, I could do the same thing. I could go through the list of these players and how well they did last week. The highest scorer was Darren McFadden with 4.5. That's it. Derek Carr, quarterback, three points. Mm. Not good. Tight end, two points. Michael Rivera. And James Jones, leading wide receiver with a bunch of uh, 3.3 points. It's happening, you guys. This is definitely... Game, of, Game the of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week. I will say Latavius Murray is back. He has been cleared to play as of yesterday. So you can put him in your lineup if you really, really are desperate. Um, but that 49ers defense is no joke, you guys. They give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs. And 
you know, Latavius has ran the ball for, like, a total of, like, 12 times or something crazy. So, um, if you trust him, then please do it. I know <laughs> I do have him on my bench. But I'm waiting for one more week before I play him. I suggest you do the same thing. And you know what, you guys? Everybody else is just, I mean, Michael Rivera, he had his moment. It's gone. He's done. Uh, Derek Carr never had his moment. He's been done the whole year. So <laughs> I hope he's better next year, though. I, I do, too. I, I do, too. Yeah, I'd like for them to have a quarterback so they can work on other things. And I'd like yeah. to say also more things with the whole Manziel. It's like, look at Derek Carr. Look at Blake Bortles. Look at all these starting rookie quarterbacks. They're not doing great. We're also and we hope it doesn't kill their confidence. And Raiders, you guys, too. Yeah, they didn't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, like, Teddy Bridgewater is doing okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, it is a bit of a confidence killer when you go in, you don't know the offense, you're completely consumed by how much more intricate the NFL is and college ball. And then you don't do well. And the sad part is if you don't do well within a year or two, then you aren't going to get a chance to start on a different team. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr, um, and I don't know about Bortles, but I know Derek Carr. I mean, he's like apple pie, you know? I mean, he's yeah. just so sweet. I'm sure, you know, he knows that this is a team <laughs> effort this year and that it's not just on him. So, um, but, all right, let's get into uh, some good Mental teams. Maps. New England Patriots nine and three at San Diego Chargers eight and four. Play him if you got him. Rob Gronkowski is like clearly the best tight end in the league this year. I don't yeah. care that the Chargers give up the fourth fewest to tight ends. No, like they really haven't played against a tight end like Gronk. So I'm not concerned. You're starting him. You always start him. Tom Brady. We have him ranked number seven. I think, too, he's going to have a great game. Um, you know, the Patriots have been able to pull out some numbers against great defenses, so I'm, I'm okay with starting nearly everyone, people. Brandon LaFell, he is listed as questionable with a short, shoulder injury, but he played through it last week. He's going to play through it again. Um, that's their weakest point. They give up the 17th most points to wide receivers, and I think LaFell is going to see that. I think he's going to be the one that's going to get – the majority of the targets, especially if Gronkowski is getting um, covered, which brings me to Tim Wright, you guys. When in doubt, Tim Wright. Tim Wright. Yeah. Um, Although, didn't we say when in doubt, Fleener it? This is true. This is true. I blacked Um, that out. I blacked that out. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, Julian Edelman, I haven't got calls. He, um, you know, he only got 48 yards against 10 targets, which isn't the best. I think he's a wide receiver three flex option. Um, I wouldn't do any more than that. Um, If you only play two wide receivers and if you have a better flex option, I would do it this week. He's a little banged up himself. And for the running backs, LeGarrett, Shane, it's a mess, you guys. Shane's listed as questionable. It's Belichick's team. You don't start running backs. You just don't nope. do it. Um, I also have the Patriots defense on the bench as well. I don't – Philip Rivers is banged up. If he, for some reason, does not play, which I think he will, then you can play the Patriots defense for sure. But I think he's playing. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I'm really confused about what's going on here with uh, San Diego. 
frankly. So I, I, it's been I weird, right? But it is December, yeah. which is Philip Rivers like time to shine. Yeah. It's December, and Philip Rivers is always good. He's always good in December. Always. How always. does that happen? It's like I mean, it's like Christmas coming every year. It's a given. It really is. And he just refuses to go away. Now, here's the deal. The the Patriots and the Chargers kind of have a little bit of a rivalry going. Um, I don't know. I mean, in 2006, AFC Divisional Playoff, the Chargers scored 21 points, Patriots 24. 2007 AFC Championship game, Chargers 12, Patriots 21. Uh, 2008 Week 6, Chargers 30, Patriots 10. I mean... They, they just kind of go back and forth. I don't know. I don't I think everyone know. in the AFC has a rivalry with the Patriots. Everyone hates <laughs> yeah, the Patriots. Okay. Maybe that was a waste of time. But my whole point everyone is... Everyone just hates them. I know. and But I think that, that San Diego actually does well against them, though. Sometimes when they, they do, do. Yeah. You know? So I'm saying, like, it's a, it's a tough matchup, but I'm not quite sure I'm, I'm believing it is where I'm kind of going with this. So on one hand, you know... Listen, you know, seeing New England lose in Green Bay actually doesn't inspire me because I think New England's going to have a, a chip on their shoulder, right? So I, I, I don't like that. When the Patriots have a chip on their shoulder, they're really good. Uh, on the other hand, San Diego, magic in December, and they beat up Baltimore last week. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they're just – so Phillip Rivers, you know, 383 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 19 rushing yards. That's crazy. Keenan Allen caught 11 of his 15 targets for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Eddie Royal, back from the dead, caught nine of his 10 targets for 81 yards and a touchdown. Ryan Matthews carried the ball 12 times for 40 yards and a touchdown and caught a pass for six yards against the number one defense for running against running backs. Malcolm Floyd, three of six for 85. Antonio Gates even, seven of eight for 83. It's just really hard to bench those players. Yeah. And so, anyway, I, I look at the matchup numbers, and Ryan Matthews, I think, is the best play against the Patriots to give up the 12th most points to running backs, although they've been better lately. But Ryan Matthews, he's back, you guys. And New England gives up the ninth most points to tight ends. And once again, tight ends are terrible, so you have to start Gates. They're mediocre against quarterbacks, fifth fewest points to wide receivers, but I think Allen's the least risky of the group. Nick Novak isn't a bad start either. He zeroed out the week before the bye because they got shut out. But since then, his scores are 9, 10, and 12, and that's trending in the right direction. I wouldn't touch a defense playing the Patriots. It's the same rule as the Broncos. I agree. I don't like either one of these defenses, but, man, I do think this is going to be fantasy orgy all over it. At least I I hope. I hope hope the Chargers win. Let's do it. All right, we got the Atlanta Falcons 5 and 7 at the Green Bay Packers 9 and 3. Nice. Yeah. This game probably isn't going to be close. It's unfair. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about some of the players anyway. Playing Vigana, Matt Bryant. It is not the very best matchup for Bryant. He's a kicker for all those people out there who have no idea who I'm talking about. <laughs> but he is the sixth highest scoring kicker for the season. So unless you have a powerhouse in the wings with an incredible matchup, you'll need to play Bryant. Julio Jones and Roddy White. So Julio's been blowing it up the past couple of weeks. And part of that is that Roddy White was out. So... You will be playing both of these guys if they are a go. Roddy is expected to play this week, so temper your expectations for Julio if, if you know, the roster is back. Because that's why he's been seeing a lot of love. Because the biggest issue with Julio is that he's been targeted, but 
they've been looking more to Roddy in the red zone than they have in Julio until Roddy got hurt. So the tide may have turned, but you're playing both of them. Got calls, Matt Ryan. Believe it or not, Matt Ryan scored more than 14 points last week. Shocking. I know. But what is really funny (laughs) is that the Packers on average have been allowing 14.17 points to quarterbacks on their home (laughs) turf. Perfect. Great. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so don't be shocked if Matty Ice puts up his usual 14 points this week. Nice. <laughs> Bench, Atlanta Falcons defense, Green Bay Packers, they're, they're one of the best offenses in the league, so you should not start defense against them, especially when your defense is not good to start with in the first place. So on to the Packers. Yeah, well, this is going to be short. Um, this game should be illegal. It's not fair. It's like they're playing a college team. And it's not fair. You guys, the Green Bay Packers, I'm saying it now. They're going to be in the Super Bowl. They look good. They look good. They look great. So they're they, the look, op- they look so good, you guys, but it's 2014. It's a so weird I, year. I had this exact. I had this exact discussion with my husband. He's like, it's the Packers. It's the Packers. And I go, but it's 2014. And this is the weirdest year in the NFL I've ever seen. So it'll probably be the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I said, Brandon. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> so, the, in our opinion, the exact opposite of the Cowboys of the Packers. Yeah, um, the Packers. Yeah. Well, I have the opposite uh, analysis that I had for the Jets, which is you start everyone except for the tight ends. That's right. They actually have a tough t- matchup on the tight ends, seventh fewest, and they all split carries anyway, so you don't want to start them. And that includes the guy that we've been talking about since, like, week four, Devontae Adams, who had a yeah. great game last week, and I'm going to keep talking about him. He is a great – he is the perfect flex option. And once again, they're at home, and you know he likes to score touchdowns at home. I've told you about this pattern. It has been consistent. Keep him with it. Look for it. And I'm excited because, you know what, this could, be, uh, this could be one of those games that I am so glad that I did not late-round quarterback and I got Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. Yay. That's right, Ryan Tannehill. I'm talking to you, buddy. <laughs> and the anger continues. Yep. Love it. <laughs> Go Packers, right? Go Packers. Go, Go Packers. Packers. Let's go Super Bowl. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to our round two of week 14 at Her Fantasy Football. Check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. You can also chat with us on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball or check us out on ESPNW for our write-ups and short videos every week. We love you guys. Thanks for all of your tweets, Uh, even the Sankey and Reggie Bush ones, we appreciate you. They're funny. They're, they're funny. They make me laugh. I and love them. And congrats for making it to the playoffs or the consolation bracket. You know what? Just don't end in last. And your That's answer right. is Sankey, by the way. <laughs> Sankey. Love it. Love it. Thanks again, everybody. Until next week, no more faking it. Bye.